All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is July 28, 2022, and week 182. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, this is yet another pre-recorded message and we'll probably have three or four more of them still in the process of moving. So if we're not answering your comments, that is the reason why. And as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about covetousness. If I said that right. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, I hope you guys get something out of it. Let us go into a word of prayer. Gracious Lord, thank you for this opportunity. Lord, thank you for the blessings you give us. Lord, thank you for uh, the air we breathe, the food we eat, um, the, the places we reside in, the, the transportation. Lord, whatever it is, uh, Lord, just thank you. Thank you for the medicine that you provided um, throughout the world, Lord, different sicknesses and diseases, Lord, that you've blessed us to uh, be able to overcome or even um, just deal with better. Uh, so, Lord, help us to appreciate the advancements that we have in our world, Lord. Being able to have a sink, being able to have a, a bathroom, uh, running water in our homes, Lord. Uh, just so many things you've blessed us with, insulation in our homes, air conditioning, uh, heating system. Lord, help us to be grateful. Help us to be thankful uh, for whatever it is, no matter how small, no matter how it seems uh, as if we don't have that much. Lord, help us to be thankful. Lord, remind us daily that there is still a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. So, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your magnificent name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So before I go too much further ahead, I do want to mention, um, if you do have um, any questions, especially, um, feel free to comment. Uh, but especially if you have a question on anything that we discussed um, and you are wanting our response, definitely reach out, um, text me, uh, text Melvin, whatever the case may be, just make sure that you reach out so we can answer your question because that is important. Uh, whether we are live or not, your questions are still important to us. Um, so please definitely do that. And your comments are important to us, um, but especially your question, please reach out directly to us um, with those. So we're talking about covetousness. Um, and they, I've heard people say it different way, covetousness. However we want to say this, uh, the word is still, uh, we're intending, <laughs> we're implying the same word. We're still referencing and talking about the same word. Uh, and Jesus talked to the disciples about this. And so it was something that I wanted to discuss as well because I don't want to fall victim to this However, it is something that I have fallen victim to before. And I'm certain that you have as well. We all have. So it's something um, that God doesn't want to plague us. Uh, he doesn't want us to suffer from this. So we're going to read here 
and see what Jesus had to say about it. So Luke chapter 12 and verse 15. And he said unto them, mm -hmm. take heed. Now Jesus said, take heed a lot because he wanted us to pay attention to certain things. There's certain things he wants us without a doubt to pay attention to. So he said, take heed. Mm -hmm. And beware of covetousness. Mm -hmm. For a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possess possesseth. Now, the reason he said this is because when you covet something, you lust after it. You desire to have it. You want it. And this can be a dangerous thing because oftentimes we want something that someone else has. We start to become jealous. We start to become upset because someone else has something that we do not have and we want that for ourselves. So we're going to go back to see why Jesus brought this up. So we're going to go back a couple of verses. Um, go, go up to verse 13 here. We're in the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 13. We're talking about coveting, having this strong desire for something. But instead of being patient and waiting on God, we just have to have it. We have to have it. I've been there before. Ask yourself, have you been there before? So let's see what verse 13 says. And one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me. Somebody there <laughs> told Jesus, look, I need you to talk to my brother because it's something I want that he needs to share with me. Speak to him for me. Mm -hmm. And he said unto him, man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? <laughs> He said, who, who put me in control of this? Why should I get involved with this? You know, we try to bring God into a lot of stuff. Now, he is in control of everything now. But some things we shouldn't even, certain things we shouldn't even be in that condition anyway. See, I don't have to Desire, I don't have to pray to God. Let's say Melvin has something. We can say he has a, a bicycle. I don't need to go and pray to God and say, God, put it on Melvin's heart to give me that bike. If God desires to bless me with something, he'll either put it on Melvin's heart himself or he'll give me a different bike. And Mel can keep his bike, especially if he's using it. But we want what someone else has. Sometimes we want things just because we've seen someone else with. I can see Melvin with a bike, and I'm not concerned with using a bike whatsoever. But just because I've seen him with it, I say, man, I got to get me one of those. Man, it sure look nice. That's a very good-looking bike. Nice and sleek. I like that color. I'm not concerned with riding at all. And as soon as I get it, I might use it for a day or a week. And after that, I, I don't even know I even have it anymore because I was just lusting after that. 
Didn't really need it. Didn't even really. All I did was I wanted it. So Jesus notices this because we love to have an abundance of things. We want everything. Everything we see, everything we think about, we just want it. I just have to have that. We watch a movie. We see the people have something in this movie. We said, man, I got to get me a house like that. I got to get me a car like that. We have to have it. What we have currently is not good enough. We can have the best thing out right now, and it's still not going to be good enough. So this is what Jesus was dealing with. Us having this desire to have everything all to ourselves. You know, the world teaches us how to be selfish. The world doesn't teach us how to share. The world teaches us how to get whatever you can for you. So Jesus says, who made me a divider? Who, who, who put me in charge of this over you? Read for us, man. And he said unto them, take heed. And beware of covetousness. Now he began to talk to his disciples. He said, look, y'all got to be careful and not allow this to happen to you. Everything you see your brother and sister have, you got to have it for yourself. You want them to give it up for you. We see people kill one another for things. For material things. Jesus said, take heed. Don't let this happen to you. Uh-huh. For a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. I wish we believed this. I wish we believed this. Because is this not how we measure someone's life? We say, wow, they're so successful. Because we're looking at the abundance of things that they possess. We're looking at the cars, the houses, how nice their land looks. Wow, they got so much hunting ground. We're looking at, wow, look at, look at the BMW that they have. Wow, look at the Rolls Royce. Wow, look at those watches. Oh man, that's a nice suit. We look at those type of things and we determine how successful they are in this life. We say, wow, they are living. You see somebody go on a trip. <laughs> somebody go, <laughs> somebody go to the Bahamas. They go out on a beach, on an island. They go to some other country and just travel. They go on a cruise. They go for a plane ride. You say, wow, now that's living. We say, wow, they, they are living life. We are measuring it based on the abundance of things which they possess. We look at how much money someone has and we say, wow, they're living a good life. Wow, we're impressed because of money. Jesus said, take heed. See, God is not impressed by how much money somebody has. He's not impressed. But we become so easily impressed. 
That's a person we will listen to whatever they say because they have a lot of money. They can be the furthest person from God, but we'll believe anything they say about God because they're wealthy, because they're educated. We'll believe whatever they say. So he said, take heed and beware. You know, oftentimes you see a <laughs> beware of the dog sign uh, around people's homes. People put this sign up because there's danger. They're trying to let you know these dogs will attack you. If they catch you, they will bite you. Jesus is trying to let us know covetousness is out there. It will attack you. It's a dangerous thing. It's more dangerous than the dog. The pit bull, the Rottweiler is more dangerous than these dogs. I know you don't believe it. Sin itself is more dangerous. Sin is what will cause you to end up in hell. That's where sin will take you. Covetousness is a sin. But we just have to have it. This is in our flesh. This is a part of us. But God wants us to look out for this. He told us in one place, he said, watch and pray. People say, what do I need to watch for? Well, one of the things is covetousness. There's a lot to watch for. You get out and drive on the road, get out on the highway. There's a whole lot of things to watch for. There's not one specific thing. You don't only get out on the highway and watch for cars. No, you better be watching for deer. You better be watching for people walking out on the road. Lots of things for you to watch for. So Jesus told us to watch and pray. Beware of covetousness. Life is not about how much stuff you own. I know we want things. I want things too. We're, I'm not saying we shouldn't want anything, but he's trying to get us to understand it shouldn't just be about you and you have to learn to be content. But sadly, we are not content. If God said what you have right now that's all you're ever going to get. And you're going to live another hundred years. Most of us, even though we might be living in a place, we might have a vehicle. Whatever it is that we have, we're going to say, God, you sure? <laughs> you might as well take me now then. This is all I have to live for? This is it? Well, what about what so-and-so has? Well, that person, they have more than me. Why can't I have that? And we find ourselves in a place where we cannot be content because we're coveting things. Suppose God told you right now, whatever you have, this is about as much as you're ever going to get. We say, God, I hadn't even hit a million dollars yet. <laughs> God, I haven't gotten that two-story house yet. God, I haven't gotten five kids yet. Are you kidding me? Somebody be ready to curse God. We want so much more, and that is okay. However, 
can we still confess, not my will, but your will? Lord, if this is it, I'll take it. Because I, you know, let, let's read down before I, before I get there. And he spake a parable unto them. Now, after he tells them life is not in the abundance of things you possess, he tries to explain this to them. Read for us, Mel. The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. You know, when we read this, <laughs> when we read this, I found out that when people read the word rich in the Bible, we think it's not talking to us. It says a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. We think, oh, it's just talking about the rich man. Has nothing to do with me. If only you would look at how rich you actually are. If only you would look at that. We have so much. I, I opened this Bible study with a prayer. Thanking God for us thanking God that he supplied us with running water in our bathrooms, running water in our kitchens. Some people have a, a, a washroom, running water going to the, the washer and dryer. And then on top of that, some people have a sink even there. Look at how rich you really are. We're talking about coming from a place where people used a pot, gathered water in this pot, and they hand-washed clothes. We have a washing machine now. We don't know what hand-washing is. I've never hand-washed a day of my life. Look at how rich I actually am. I know I might not be rich compared to Bill Gates, but... I truly am rich. I'll be honest with you. We are walking around with, we, we have so much and we don't recognize. We walk in our homes and we flip a light switch. Look at where we've come from. Reading about Jesus and how they were about to crucify him after they captured him the same night that Judas betrayed him, Jesus was praying in the garden. They came, captured him and took him back, held him for questioning. The scripture tells us that these people were outside and they had a fire lit. See, they used the fire to stay warm. You know what we use a fire for today? We call it a bonfire. <laughs> Somebody said, we're going to have a bonfire. We're going outside lighting a fire for fun. Just to enjoy ourselves recreationally. But we have a heater inside of our home. These people were outside. That, that was their only source of heat is lighting a fire. We have a thermostat in our, in our homes. We can keep the temperature regulated all day long. We don't have to be at the house. We don't have to watch it. It regulates the temperature for you. You tell me we're not rich. 
There are still people around the world who don't even have this. How can you persuade me we're not rich? You try to persuade me how we are not rich. We, we get new phones every year. How are we not rich every other year? How are we not rich? We're looking at the rich man. See, we, we want to pick Bill Gates. We want to pick the, 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 the less than 1% of people. And that's how we want to compare if we're rich or not. Jesus told us he didn't even have a place to lay his head. You got a place right now. Even if it's an air mattress, even if it's that, you have a better place to lay your head than what Jesus had. How can you persuade me we're not rich? I want you to tell me how. If you say you are not rich, I want you to tell me exactly how you're not. We're talking to you right now through internet access. We're talking to you right now through computers, cameras, microphones. These people traveled to spread the gospel. They sent letters and somebody had to hand carry that letter, use a camel, use some other type of animal to carry that letter. We, we, <laughs> we go right outside our homes right now. You can send a letter from here from, from Mississippi to California, from Mississippi to Hawaii, anywhere around the world, all you got to do is drop it in the mailbox. You can walk outside, put it in the mailbox, and flip the flag up. Or you can drive in your vehicle and go down to the post office and drop it out there. They have it right out there on the, on the side of the road. You don't even have to get out. You can roll your window down. And that still is not enough for us. We still find a reason to desire more. God, this isn't enough. This is not enough. We are so blessed. And we're rich. And we don't see it. We don't know how rich we are. So, when you read about a rich man or a rich ruler, whatever, any person they talk about that is rich, I want you to acknowledge that you actually are a part of this. I know we think I'm not rich. I'm not even close to being rich. You might not be close to be a Gates type of money. You might not be close to that money. But you have a lot of the same luxurious items that that person had. These, these same folks that we're talking about, they're walking around with the same iPhone or the same Android phone. They're walking around with the same phone. Now, they might have a more advanced car than yours, but your car still has the air condition. It still has heater. It still has windows. It still has a speedometer. We have the same things. Now, we can get technical and say, well, theirs is better than mine. You know, I had somebody the other day. <laughs> this is how rich we are, Melvin. Good God Almighty. This is how rich we are. We find a reason, and we're going to talk about this on another Bible study. We find a reason to complain. 
and desire more. Had a man tell me. He worked at a. Uh, he works at a um, a glass a place where they replace your uh, glass in your car, your windshields or your windows, whatever. And he says someone came in because their windshield wipers did not automatically come on. There is a sensor in new cars. See, this is how rich we are. There is a sensor in the windshield. You get you get a crack, a rock hits your windshield, and the crack spreads all across your windshield. You got to replace it. Once it gets so bad, you got to replace it. But now they put a, a sensor in it. Man came up, or, or a woman, I believe, came up there because it rains and her windshield wipers do not automatically come on. See, this is how rich we are. She had a hard time turning them on manually. See, this is how far removed. Every time we get an advancement in life, we get lazy. And now all of a sudden, man, it's too hard to turn the windshield wipers on. It's, it, it, I'm not used to doing that anymore. I'm used to the car just automatically turning them on for me. So now it's so hard in the midst of her driving, she cannot hit that switch and turn the dial or however you turn them on. If it's pressing a button, she can't do that now. See, this is how rich we get. And this is what plagues us to becoming so covetous. Because we start getting these advancements in life and now we cannot go back. For the life of us, we're too lazy to do certain things that we should be able to do, but we just can't do it now. So Jesus said, life is not about the abundance of things you possess. It's not about whether your car, <laughs> whether the windshield wipers come on automatically or not. If they still come on, can you not make it? Is that too hard? It's hard for us now. <laughs> you know, so many older people talk to me. So many older people talk to me. Glory be to God. They talk to me about how far they walked to school, to stores, even to water, to wherever they went. And you know, today... <laughs> Hallelujah. Today, we can't even walk from the parking lot, Walmart's parking lot, to the entrance of the store. We will ride around for 15 minutes. We say, I know somebody's going to leave. <laughs> we say, somebody's going to leave. I'm going to have to just drive around. I'm going to follow each person that comes out of this store because I can only walk 15 steps as far as I can go. Because we've gotten used to cars now, when it's time to walk, we said, man, I can't do that. But these people walked. They walked from city to city, country to country, state to state. 
using animals. See, we've, we've advanced too far now. Some things are beneath us. Now, I'm not telling you I'd walk from Mississippi to California. I'm not telling you I'd do that. But I'm saying if I just so happen to get to Walmart, if I get there and the only place I find to park is toward the back, am I too good to walk? When God has blessed me with strength in my legs, am I too good for that? I'm not telling you I, I, I want things to go wrong. But what I am saying is I can't get rich enough in my mind for me to act as if I'm too good to do certain things that people throughout generations have did willingly because they had no option. Lady told me how they didn't they did not have air conditioning in their home. You know, we can't live without that today, Melvin. We're it's summertime now. <laughs> we cannot live without the AC. But this lady began to tell me, older lady, she began to tell me. She said we didn't have air conditioning. We would be lucky to even have a fan. They would be lucky to have a fan. She said they they have they would have the windows up at night. You know, I ought to be hearing these things. I ought to say, Lord, I thank you. I've got a thermostat. But instead, I'm still coveting what I don't have. Lord, I know I have a thermostat. <laughs> But mine doesn't cool the house as well as Melvin's. <laughs> Lord, I'm upset. <laughs> because I feel like I deserve better than this. Can I be thankful? Life is not the abundance of things you possess. God has been good to you. I hadn't gotten to hardly any of the scriptures. But... I just want to help you to start having a positive attitude because God has been good to you. I mean, he has truly been good to us. We have so much to be thankful. You know, good God of mine, people can go, we can go to the dentist and get our teeth clean. Yeah, I believe Melvin said it some time ago. I don't know what they did back then. <laughs> I believe that's what you said. <laughs> you can go to the dentist and they put all these tools in your mouth, metal, scraping stuff off your teeth. You have a teeth that's decaying. They said, look, we'll go in there and pull it out for you. I mean, so much we have to be grateful for. And we still say, God, this isn't enough. Lord, this cannot be it. If this stops right here, God, you don't love me. If this is as much of the blessings I get, I might as well die. If I can't get more than this, this is not enough. That's the way we feel. God help us. We have surgeries being performed now. See, Jesus 
back in his day, they couldn't look to the surgeon to perform laser eye surgery or LASIK eye surgery. They couldn't look to the surgeon to do that. They couldn't look to the surgeon to perform an open heart surgery or, or a heart transplant, a lung transplant, or, or a kidney transplant, whatever. They couldn't look to the surgeon to do that. You know we have that now. I hope you don't get in a condition to need these things. But we have this now, and we still, still say, God, you got to do more than what you're doing. It's not enough. It's not enough. I thank God for it. the technology we have today. I can see, uh, even as we sit here, I can see the computer screen from where I'm sitting. It's not right in front of me. It's not uh, uh, arm's reach. I have to wear contacts just to be able to see. Grew up wearing glasses. To be able to see, Lord, I thank you. Because in scripture, I find people's eyes went dim. They had a hard time seeing back then. But you know, they didn't have any contacts. They did not have any eyeglasses. Not, at, not the ones we have. You know, you can get personalized glasses just for you. Just for you. Just for your eyes. You can have both eyes having different vision. And they said, man, we'll custom make some for you. You can go and get custom insoles for your shoe. Good God Almighty. What, what else can we, what more can we ask for? They will make you shoes just for you. Just for you. They'll make you shoes. This is the world that we're living in. But we still say, God, this isn't enough. God, can you not do better than this? That's what we're really saying. Because we're lusting and desiring everything. We have not looked around us yet to see just how good we actually have this. You know, even over in Ukraine, war is going on. But I can walk out, Lord, I thank you. I can walk outside my home tonight. And I don't have to worry about bombs going off. Yeah, there's crime. Sure there is. But there is no invasion going on as it is over in Ukraine. Look at how blessed you really have it. And we still say, Lord, Lord, I got to have more than this. Look, look, give me what that person has. We're getting on our knees praying for what someone else has. Lord, help us. Let, let's get back to what we, where we are. So he told them, your life is not about how much stuff you own. All these things the Gentiles seek, he told us in another place. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So Luke chapter 12 and 
let's go. Um, what verse were we at here? Just finished up verse 16. Yeah, let's start over at 16. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. So now that you understand you are rich, but now this rich person might have more than you, but I want you to know you still are rich. Let's read, man. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. <laughs> you know, Melvin, I'm this person. Because I've been in a position where I say, man, I don't even have room for all this junk that I have. It's so much stuff. I say, I need to start giving away this stuff. I need to throw some stuff away. I need to give this away. I got so much clothes I don't wear. I said, man, I need to do something. I can help somebody with something and the rest, if it's trash, I need to throw it away because I've accumulated things because I'm rich. I'm rich. Stuff that I used to beg God for. You know, God will bless you with stuff that you would beg him for. And then once we get it, he said, man, I need more than this. You know, I thought this would do it, but this didn't quite do it. I need something else. So the rich man here said, man, I have so much. I have so much. I don't have any room to store it. Uh-huh. And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. He said, I'm going to expand. <laughs> he said, I'm going to expand. Isn't this what we want? The American dream. And it's every other country's dream too, even if it's not in the United States of America. The dream is to expand, to gain more and more and more to consume as much as we possibly can. You know, if we go to a buffet, <laughs> we try to get as much as we possibly can. We try to eat for about four or five of us in one sitting, leave there hurting, hard to walk, hard to breathe. We're hoping not to laugh. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. This is what we do. When we have access to a whole lot, we'll take as much as we possibly can till we become sick. This is us as people. This is us as people. So this man, he said, look, I'm going to tear down my barns. I've got a lot of stuff. I'm going to tear it down. And I'm going to build a bigger one, a bigger one so I can hold all of my stuff. Go ahead, man. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Isn't this what we talked about in the beginning? When people are prospering, we say, wow, they're living good. This man even said it to himself. He said, I'm living good. I got stuff for years. I'm, I'm, I'm set. I can retire. I can kick my feet up. I'm straight. I am golden. He said, I'm good for years. 
He said, I'll say this to my soul. We've gotten the soul all mixed up. We think food is for the soul. We call it soul food. We think music is for the soul. It is if it's godly music. The word of God is for our soul. That's what's truly for our soul. Going over to the beach, that just makes you feel good. That ain't for your soul. There's a lot of people going to the beach, not saved. Read for us, Mel. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. He said, I'm living a good life. I just need to take it easy now. That's what we tell each other when we leave. All right, take it easy. <laughs> he said, I can take it easy now because I have so much. My bank account looks good. See, I keep trying to warn people. God sees everything. He sees it all. You cannot, you cannot manipulate God. You can't go beyond him. There's a time for everything. In the book of Ecclesiastes, we're running out of time. We won't pick it up tonight. But he said there's a time to get. There's a time for you to get some things. He said there's also a time to lose. See, we love the time to get. We said, oh, man, it's time for me to get mine. Especially if we're talking about money, we're ready to get money. When they were handing out stimulus, <laughs> stimulus checks, y'all know about those stimulus checks. When they were handing those out, we were signing, man, I'm ready to get mine. But if they start talking about taking up those taxes, <laughs> we said, man, they're taking all my money. <laughs> when it's time to get, we're, we're fired up. But the word of God also said, there is a time you have to accept. You just have to lose. There's a time for it. This is a hard thing for us. But if you accept this, your life will be better. I know on paper, it looks like you're losing more. But God, he always adds the increase. He always makes up the difference. He makes miracles happen. Just do what we need to do. I thought about the man, and I definitely won't be able to pick that up tonight either. I thought about the man, uh, Elisha, the prophet. He had a servant who coveted money so much. Bless you. Thank you. Excuse me. Elisha's servant, I can't remember his name. Uh, it started with a G. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I have to see it. But his servant, he went behind Elisha's back, and God showed it to him. God showed Elisha that his servant went and took some money he wasn't supposed to take. But you know, what was more important was that God, because of the servant's greed, and lust for money, God punished this servant with leprosy. See, this is what I don't want. I don't want to prosper in life and have some problem that I didn't have to have. 
See, this servant, he went and got him some clothes. Isn't this what we want to do with our money? He got some changes of clothes. He got money. And he also got leprosy. So I'm sure if we asked him today, he said, man, it wasn't worth it. I wish. I wish I would not have taken those things. There is a time for everything. Sometimes it's my time to lose. But God is always going to make me gain. He wants to see if I'm content, though. He wants to see. So here, Jesus tells us this parable. He tells us this parable. Let's read that next verse. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Mm -hmm. Then who shall all shall those things be which thou hast provided? You know, it's a sad thing. We're working so incredibly hard. Offer somebody else to get all the things you're working for. This is the truth. We're working so hard. God knows I go, I work hard for whatever small things I have. But I have to be careful and remember it's not about Tony. What can I do to help others? How can I make sure I'm not being greedy? It's not all about me gaining. How can I make sure that I'm in the will of God? Because this man, he prospered. He said, look, I, I can, if you read this now, it doesn't indicate to us that he was a bad person. See, we love to say, I'm not a bad person. I'm a good person. I don't try to hurt nobody. He wasn't trying to hurt people. It didn't tell me he was trying to hurt someone. It didn't tell me he was plotting and scheming on people. But what he was doing was doing everything for his own personal gain. And God said, you fool, thou fool. Tonight, you're going to have to answer for this. And everything you're working so hard for is going right to somebody else. You know, doesn't it seem like this keeps happening to us? Just think back over your own life. Doesn't it seem like every time you work so hard, it seems as if you just cannot get any further? Doesn't it seem like that? Then we need to go back to the drawing board. We need to figure out, God, how can I do better? Not about me. I, I'm content with where I am, but I do want to prosper God at the same time. But I don't want to prosper for me. I want to prosper in a manner, in a way that I'm a help to your people. That's what God is looking for. Not for us to be about self. There's a lot of people about self, but they're dying. And God is saying, thou fool. Now, these aren't words of somebody that's saved. These are not words to someone who is saved. This man was not saved. God said, thou fool. Fool that said in his heart, there is no God. So 
Let's finish this next verse. So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. He might be physically rich. We might have a lot of possessions. We can look at someone and say, wow, they're rich. You say, yeah, they're not rich toward God, though. Not saved. See, I want you to be saved. That's what I want. God knows I want myself to be saved. So I need to accept all of these words. So I thank God for you. My prayer and my hope again is that you would take the take heed as Jesus told you. Not to Tony's word, not to Melvin's word, not to anyone else's word. Take heed to the word of God. Don't allow money to fool you, uh, possessions, um, a nice bed, uh, a nice pillow. Don't allow this stuff to fool you. Wow, look at that bag they got. That's a, an our money bag. That's a Gucci bag. Don't let this Louis Vuitton stuff fool you. This is what the world has to offer. The riches of this world. Don't allow it to fool you. Because if, if so, you will not be saved. Your life will only be about how can I get more? That's what society has taught us. Go out and get yours. That's all you need to worry about. But just remember, if you do, God is still going to say to you, thou fool, tonight your soul is required of you. So God bless you guys. And at this time, back into the hands of Melvin. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so we just have to always uh, take heed, as Jesus tells us in many places, take heed. I've been reminded all throughout this um, Bible study of a verse, and I'm sure that most of us know it. It says, what profit a man to gain his ho the whole world and to lose his soul? Um, as, as Tony, just as Tony mentioned, we're taught from a young age to go to school, get a good education, and to get a great paying job so that you can live the life that you want to live. And, and in that, you know, of course, we can get free schooling, but nine times out of 10, we have to take out a whole lot of money in student loans, and we get that nice job just to pay back those student loans. Because I'm in that position right now. So we have to take heed. I'm also reminded of another verse where it says, don't lay up treasures upon the earth where a moth can get to it. And I remember Tony telling me about how he left his suit in the car and a moth <laughs> bit a hole through it. So we have to um, take heed to that too. You know, we work so hard and that's definitely true. We work so hard towards a certain thing or things, and it seems like we're not getting anywhere. It seems like we're worse off than what we were doing when we weren't even doing that much. Maybe God is protecting you from, because he knows how you will act with those possessions, with all that money, with that nice house, with that nice car. You know, you say you can have a certain mentality now, but... Money definitely changes people. I remember of um, a young lady saying how she used to attend T.D. Jake's church before he had all that money. And then this is what she said. When he started making money, 
the messages started to change. I said many times before, there was a, an aspiring minister who wanted to become a preacher. And one of the first things the preacher told him was to have your church in a high income area because the more money the people make, the more money they put in tithes and offerings. He's not trying in the business of saving souls. Remember Tony telling me about uh, another church saying the Holy Ghost, uh, the preacher saying the Holy Ghost is saying somebody's going to donate $500. Get in this line, get in that line for $20. Money changes us. I worked this event in um, Nashville, I want to say, this past weekend. It was a NASCAR event. And they had a select few of us in the VIP section, I guess you can call it. So celebrities come in. And we saw a f quite a few famous people, like NFL players, NBA players, singers. That was his NFL player. I don't remember. I don't know who he is or what team he plays for. But I saw him in there. He had two phones in, the, in this place. And when he walked out, he left his phones. And he was going into one of the other VIP sections. So I, I noticed that after he left out, he left his phones on the table. So I ran out to, as he was walking into the other building with people trying to get his autograph, taking his pictures. And I said, hey, excuse me, sir, excuse me. And he just looked right at me and just kept walking. As if, you know, I'm trying to get an autograph or, or trying to get some money changes people. All I was doing was just trying to tell him that he left his phone. He left his phones. Somebody ended up getting it and um, giving it back to him. But money changes people. And not just money, a lot of different possessions that we strive so much to get for, to get. And in the scripture it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and these things will be added unto you. We have to focus on how we can prosper to help others. Because even me, I, I used to be a music producer. And when I say that that was my life, like I, I, I had the mindset of I'm doing this and nothing is going to stop me. My goal was to make as much money as possible to where I'm set for life and my immediate family members. There was no mentality of helping others. But we have to be thankful for the things that did not go our way as well. I've told this story before, but we were about to get a building one person, he was in, in control of doing all the um, merchandise, the T-shirts, the cups, the flyers. Another person was a um, professional photographer, videographer. They can um, get their, the music video made. And then me, along with someone else, we were over the music. Now, in order to get this building, we didn't have the money to just buy it. We had to go and get a business loan in order to pay off the lease at the building, or at least a down payment. We didn't have the right credit for that. <laughs> and they required us to have a collateral, so something that they can take just in case we can't pay our debt. They wanted a car or the, our equipment that we had. The most important thing they wanted is land, which that's a whole different topic. Um, land is very important, but they wanted some land and we didn't, that's the one thing that we did not have. So we couldn't get that building. 
And of course, we were very upset. But in hindsight, I thank God that that didn't work out for my, for me. Because shortly after that, I got into the Bible and noticed I had to make a change. I cannot be in this type of music, in this type of business. Now, had that worked out, it would have been just a huge fight to try to get out of it. My car is tied up into this thing. If I had some land, my land is tied up into this thing. What am I going to do now? So God, <laughs> he can keep things away from you for your own good. And yet, as Tony mentioned earlier, we're saying, God, this is the best that you can do. Meanwhile, he's just protecting us. And we get so jealous. I'm, I've mentioned it many times before. As David said, he saw the prosperity of the wicked and he almost slipped. That's definitely happened to me before. So being content, being humble, being content with what we have is definitely important. He's looking for a people that is in the business, are in the business of helping other people of God. So that's all that I have to say. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As I, my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a good topic and we would love to have you guys there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening. It will be another pre-recorded message, but there will still be a topic coming straight from the word of God. So until then, you guys have a happy, safe and blessed weekend. And thank you so much again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Oh.